on the one hand, it seems like everyone lives happily ever after. Uh, we're, we're, we're back to normal. But with this missing year, I, I think there's going to be like re-entry time and, and uh, with some hiccups. As summer arrives and the trend lines for vaccinations and COVID deaths in the United States head in opposite directions, it feels like freedom is finally within reach. But let's face it, the pandemic has taken its toll. We're not the same people we were 15 months ago. So now what? To help us use the lessons of the recent past to move forward in the future, we sat down with Kirk Bingaman, a professor of pastoral mental health counseling in the Graduate School of Religion and Religious Education at Fordham. I'm Patrick Verrill, and this is Fordham News. When you think about this summer, what besides joy do you expect to be a prevailing feeling? We're social beings, right? Uh, we humans are social beings, but we couldn't be fully social beings the, the, the past year or so with, with the spread of COVID. And so we did the best we could uh, under the circumstances, but it, it's had an impact on all of us, on, on our uh, psyche, whatever our age, even my own psyche. You know, I, I wonder, uh, working at home, I'm a, thanks be to God, I'm, yeah, I can continue to do what, what I, I love to do, but, you know, it, it's not been the same. Uh, so, yes, it's summer, there, there's joy, there's hope, uh, but it's a different kind of, of summer. Um, there, there, there's a mix. Uh, with, with the joy and hope, there's anxiety. There's still anxiety. There's still this cautionary note. And, and there's confusion, right? Uh, when will we be on the other side of this? Are we on the other side? Yeah. Have you heard this term I've, that I've, has been going around? Some people have been calling it the hot vac summer. Uh, hot, hot, I'm not sure. Hot, the hot vac. Yeah, the hot vac summer. And it's all like, wait, really? Are we going to? Uh, I mean, it's obviously meant to be this kind of thing. Like, we're all going to we've been cooped up for so long. Everybody's just going to cut loose and go wild. And I just keep thinking, uh, I don't know, maybe <laughs> you're illustrating, you know, the, the <laughs> right. The, the, the That's where we are in that tension. Now, adults and children have had to deal with a lot of mental health challenges during the pandemic, and the end is in sight now, but I would think that those challenges won't just go away. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, the challenges don't go away, I, I think, for all of us, uh, but particularly the, the, those of a young age, right, who, who the past year has been a significant developmental time for them. You know, I, I, I work with parents who have young children who were in whatever, the first grade, the second grade, and then all of a sudden they had to go home. Go home. We don't know when you're, you're going to come back. Or when do I see my friends? When do I see my teacher? Don't know. Don't know. And uh, so the, the challenges don't go away because that, that, that leaves uh, an imprint, you know, on, on the psyche. And, and we just have to be aware of that. Young children, uh, you know, in the formative years are educated in other ways, particularly in the school system, right? Not, not just the, the three R's, re reading, uh, math, and, and, and all that, uh, but, but, but socializing, increasing their social intelligence, their, their emotional intelligence. Uh, so there, there wasn't the, the, the in-person education. There, 
you know, couldn't take my, my children to, to play dates. Uh, so what, what's now important, uh, it seems to me, is going to be the re-entry uh, back into uh, summer activities and ultimately back into in-person uh, schooling uh, in, in just a couple months, right? On the one hand, it seems like everyone lives happily ever after. Uh, we're, we're, we're back to normal. But with this missing year, I, I think there's going to be like re-entry time and, and uh, with some hiccups. It's going to be normal for children to have, with the joy and the excitement, uh, a variety of feelings, some some apprehension maybe. Uh, they're, they're, they are, after all, leaving the the nest, <laughs> the, 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 the sheltering at home and, and, and back out in, into the world again. So, uh, and it's not just children, it, it's adults. Uh, you know, I just talked to a neighbor who, beginning of the week, who who's going back into the city uh, to, to resume in-person work, uh, but doesn't feel comfortable getting on the train, let, let alone the subway, driving in, you know, j- just that uh, re- re-entry uh, back into the real world. Now, your job is to train the folks that help us make sense of crazy things in life, like pandemics. Um, but of course, they've just lived through this too. What kind of self-care do you tell your students that they should be engaged in right now? Uh, whatever your education, your, your level of knowledge, your income, your, your credentials, uh, we're in it together and we have to take really good care of ourselves if, if we ever hope to be providing effective care for, for others which presupposes self, self-awareness. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm self-aware of, of when I'm feeling depleted, when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling irritable, uh, when I'm ruminating about what, when do we get to the other side or catastrophizing, right? And, and not only am I aware of that, but I, I, I know what to do about that or, or where to turn. In terms of my own self-care practices, uh, could be spiritual practices, uh, meditation, uh, contemplative prayer, calming the anxious brain, as, as, as I've done research on already, uh, physical activity, exercise, and just getting out in, into the natural world, a change of pace, helps me reorient, uh, it's restor- restorative, uh, be about uh, our, our own therapy, uh, meaningful relationships, uh, whether that's friends, family, faith community, uh, people that we can be really uh, real and, and open and honest with. Um, uh, so uh, what we recommend, these are the things that we recommend for those in our care, what we have to be doing for ourselves. Yeah. I like that idea of that being self-aware. I feel like that's something that I've been I've been myself trying to do more of to actually take note. And, and as uh, I think the phrase is make a mental note of the things that are going on and say, oh, wait, I know what's going on here. The, the popular term these days is mindful. Mindfulness, right, right. I'm mindful uh, of, of, you know, what I'm just experiencing right now, whether it be a thought or a feeling. Three years ago, you wrote a book called Pastoral and Spiritual Care in a Digital Age, The Future is Now. And it was about how technology was affecting our brains in ways that made spirituality and human connection more difficult. 
Has the pandemic changed any of your thoughts on any of this? Uh, it hasn't changed my thinking. Uh, it's only reinforced it uh, or, or brought it into sharper focus. Uh, while we've been sheltering at home, you know, us human beings, uh, digital technology, AI, it hasn't been. It, it, it's, you know, the past year, uh, we've had a change of pace. It has not. It, it has kept evolving full speed ahead. Uh, so so the, the human brain was already on overload. You know, that's what I talk about in the book. Uh, before, <laughs> uh, you know, to begin with, and certainly before the pandemic, uh, trying to keep up with uh, the tsunami of, of digital information, right? Trying to parse through all the, the information that, that comes our way more and more each and every day. Information about the pandemic, uh, how, how, how it's impacting our, our health and well-being. When I think about this past year, the word that keeps coming to mind is exhaustion. What would you do and not do to recharge your batteries, so to speak? I think it's important to, to be patient uh, with, with one another, uh, even kind and, and empathic and compassionate uh, with, with those near and dear, friends, family, uh, colleagues, um, and with ourselves. It, you know, in, in, in my own faith tradition, there's the the gospel stories of you know Jesus being into you know preaching and teaching and with uh, people uh, big time, and and then the stories end with and then he went away for a while, and I, I used to think about that like oh, okay that that's that's you know rhetorical device for who whoever the the gospel writer is right but no I think there's more to it he went away for a while. Like you're saying, to, to recharge the, the, the battery, to, to calm the mind for what was coming the, the next day. And, and so, you know, that's from my own Christian tradition, uh, but, you know, there are other traditions. <laughs> a couple of years ago, trekking in the Himalayas uh, in uh, Tibetan communities, I, I would hear them, uh, you know, uh, villagers uh, quote the Buddha. Uh, you know, uh, an expression uh, attributed to, to the Buddha, who, who has also said as much, uh, you know, le learn to calm the mind, learn to control the mind, or it will control you.